Thank you for clicking on the randomly reviewed Halloween special. If you enjoy the episode, feel free to let us know. You can tweet us at randomlyreviews or search randomly reviewed on Facebook for our Facebook page. Welcome to the randomly reviewed Halloween special. Ooh. Where each year we review. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't going to happen again, so. <laughs> you never know. We might still be alive in a year. No. Yeah, I reckon one of us will be dead. <laughs> I don't know which one. But... Want to take bets? <laughs> I say Mark's going to go first. No, I reckon it's me. Nah, 48, mate. 47. I am the oldest. You are the oldest. Uh, the fattest, ugliest. Oh, I wouldn't say ugliest. Wow. <laughs> Zell's in a good mood. <laughs> I am, I'm picking on you. That's... On the podcast this week is me, murderous Mark, Zeitgeisty Zell, and Jolly Jennings, which is actually terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I got Jolly Jennings. Yeah, it is. Hey guys, how, how are we doing? <laughs> I'm fine. Uh, thanks for asking. You're welcome. It's nice of you. Uh, I got paid, so I'm doing fucking great, to be fair. Oh, good job. How was your week? Did you see Jim? Nope. Did you see Jim? Why would I go see Jim? I'm 11 stone. <laughs> 11 and a half, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, that was a surprise. I'm quite skinny. Well, thin. Partly, but thin. So what's happening with your house, then? With your leak? Ooh, I don't know what they were doing to this. Because on Monday, they were meant to send someone to my flat, but they didn't. But they sent someone to the above flat, and I got an email notification saying, oh, we fixed it. So I was like, okay, Tuesday, nothing. This morning, I sort of opened the living room door and it was like water all over the place and it just stank so I just phoned up and bitched and moaned and then for some reason all I heard was this noise for about half an hour hold on what the fuck is that it's coming from there so that, see that bit, I don't care about the listeners, see that bit. That's where I think the pipe is from upstairs going down, right. and that's where the leak comes from. So they were doing something to that bit. I'd love it if someone was <laughs> It was like that for a good half an hour. Um, but hopefully it's fixed now. I still can't turn on the lights in the living room, because as soon as I do that, the fuse switch, or the fuse trips. So I pretty much... I'm in the dark during the night. Get some candles. Why? Make it sexy. <laughs> Put on a bit of... Uh, Barry White? Yeah. <laughs> Lou Reed. Have a wank. <laughs> Get yourself in the mood. But the most annoying thing is that Cyberpunk got delayed again. Oh no. So I might have to play Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my week off. Oh no. What are you going to do? Oh, you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I've still got Binding of Isaac. Maybe now in 4K. Uh, did you do any? Did you find a baby, Mark, or 
Baby think? Mark. Yeah, Baby Mark. <laughs> I did not. You did. I didn't search one there to be fair. So <laughs> if I'd looked for one, maybe I'd have found one. But um, yeah, I haven't done much since Saturday. Um, just been working. You've just been working. Mm-hmm. Oh, day after day, but still been working because reports are due today. So. Because I left until today. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's your fault that you left them that long. Yeah, that's fair. Leave it till the last minute. That's understandable. Uh, so for this Halloween special, we reviewed three TV episodes and um, Halloween specials. Well, no, all of them were episode six. Yeah. <laughs> of the uh, series. I was quite impressed by that. And it's not always episode six of the Halloween specials either. There's like some of them are episode four, five. Wow. But all of them were episode six. <laughs> For the ones we chose, all six, of them six, were episode. Six. Yes, we went for a six-six-sixer. Totally mm. by accident. So we're doing spooky fact file. So we're going to start off with The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 5. Five. Fact file. What could you call... What would be a spooky alternative for fact file? Pedophile. It's <laughs> <laughs> that quite scary. Pedophact file. <laughs> So what's the paedophile? <laughs> Jim Reardon. <laughs> Jim Reardon. Uh, this is season six, episode six, directed by Jim Reardon. Written by Greg Daniels, Dan McGrath, David X. Cohen, and Bob Cushell. Oh, wow, Greg Daniels. The guy who did Upload. Ah. We and should review Upload. Did the Upload. Because I want to see it again. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that series. I've watched it like four times. Uh, this originally aired on October the 30th, 1994. Um, Jim Reardon, who directed it, directed 30 episodes of The Simpsons. He wrote 19 episodes of Mighty Mouse, 16 episodes of Tiny Toon Adventures. Uh, he also wrote Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Zootopia, and did the, screen pl- the screenplay for Wally. Bloody hell. I like Zootopia and Wally. Wally. Uh, this was the last episode to feature the amusing tombstones in the title sequence. Yeah. Oh, what was like, it? Um, yeah. Well, it says amusing tombstone. Yeah. Mm. On the intro sequence. In its original broadcast, it was the second highest rated show on Fox, just after Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> That's a bit of shit. Entertainment Weekly rated this episode as the ninth best episode of the entire series. Uh, there was a scene written in Nightmare Cafeteria, but not used, in which Sherry and Terry were served as lunch. The meal was named Teriyaki with Sherry Sauce. <laughs> That's pretty shit. I know you wanted a laugh out of that, but that is... I'm glad they caught that. Uh, there's a deleted scene um, on the DVD during the shilling where Bart is riding through the halls on his skateboard and sees Sherry and Terry, who sing, Your father's gonna kill you. He runs away and turns a corner and sees Patty and Selma who say, it's true, you know. <laughs> That's good. Uh, we're up to Treehouse of Horror 31 now, which airs tomorrow, the 1st of November. Obviously tomorrow when this goes out. Matt Grinning has said that this is indeed a disturbing universe is one of his favourite lines from the show, which was... Yeah, uh, it's Maggie by, and it was spoken by uh, James, James L. Jones. Jones. Yep. We've got that in the play-by-play. Play. Uh, the Shining is a parody of The Shining. Surprisingly. <laughs> Time and Punishment is a parody of the 1952 short story, A Sound of Thunder. 
Um, I think. Well, no, there's a couple of parodies in that particular one. It's also got Big Brother in there as well, uh, 1984. It has, yeah. You're right. And uh, Nightmare Cafeteria was the first Simpsons story to be written by David X. Cohen. Oh, he's actually quite big in that scene. I've never seen his penis. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the internet, Mark. Look it up. Google that shit. And that is my f- file for... Treehouse of Horrors 5. Right, play-by-play. Play. We've got a lot of play-by-plays to go through today. Um, oh, there is... Four, eight, six. Uh, it's 14 pages. Fucking hell. Yeah, <sighs> yeah I have work tomorrow, so... Yeah. Let's quick. Clapping a late one. <laughs> right. Uh, opens with Marge saying, How scary the episode is. Uh, and that it's too scary. And they are now showing the movie 200 Miles to Oregon, uh, which is a fake film that... Uh, it's just stock footage. Yeah. It's just bollocks. Before you continue... <coughs> oh, okay. The only bit I'm going to talk about throughout this entire thing, while you talk about The Simpsons, is as soon as that came on, I knew pretty much every every line coming out of it before they did it. Like in my verbatim, it was literally like this is my voice and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I knew it off by heart. I knew the entire episode pretty much by heart. It was just I haven't was, watched it probably in about ten years. Yeah. But yeah, I could still do it verbatim. It was weird that like yeah. I, it was nice, but it was weird. Yeah, it was. Um, so Bart and Homer take over with just their voices showing and cut to the intro with Mo hanging himself, Marge's sisters being. Set on fire and Skinner having his head chopped off. Quick quick intro. I liked it. Uh, We go into a parody of The Shining or The Shinning. Uh, We get a nice joke about how Homer has left the doors open and leaving Grandpa at the gas station. Homer has uh, taken a job looking after Mr. Burns' manor in the hills. And groundskeeper Willie tells Bart about The Shinning. Uh, Mr. Burns cuts the cable and robs all the beer. Homer takes it quite well for a second and then threatens to kill them all. <laughs> I'll uh, kill you all. <laughs> then he he goes to the hotel bar where Mo tells Homer to kill his family for beer. Cut to Marge, uh, who goes into a study where Homer has been writing. It says, feeling fine on the typewriter, but all over the walls he has written, no TV and no beer makes Homer go crazy. That bit where I've got a title. Uh, do you like it? I've got a title. Uh, no yeah, TV and no beer makes Homer go something, something, something. something. Go crazy? Don't, don't mind if I do! Like <laughs> 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 that, that was the bit where I just realised I know this fucking far too well. Yeah. Um, Even the sound effects he makes, the fruit, 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 <laughs> and then there's the Zoidberg sound. It's, it's ingrained in my mind. Uh, he chases Marge around until he scares himself and falls down the stairs. Uh, she puts him in the pantry until he stops going crazy. Mo tries to get him to murder. Hold on, side note: How the fuck can she carry him? Yeah, I was. <laughs> I thought that when I was like, "Wait, she's quite strong, but she must have done it quite a few times because he gets drunk quite a lot." <coughs> so you'll need a Marge Simpson then. <laughs> yeah, someone with massive hair and just strong muscles. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got really strong muscles. muscles. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah. Um, Mo tries to get him to murder, but he's too busy eating. Uh, so he drags. So Mo drags him out. Uh, we get the famous shining scene where he bursts through the door with an axe. The Simpson family runs away and radio the police. It doesn't go well. I do love that bit. <laughs> oh, thank God that's over. 
Um, <laughs> uh, so Bart uses his shinning, so Willie comes to save them, but is instantly axed in the back. Homer is stopped by Lisa when they show uh, when she shows him a portable TV, and they get frozen in the snow. The end. Cut to the new parody. Uh, the new parody, Time and Punishment. It starts with Homer's hand stuck in a toaster. He breaks it to get it off and then fixes it in the basement, but he accidentally makes a time machine. He travels to dinosaur times and kills a mosquito. When he returns, Flanders has taken over the world. Homer says something negative and they are taken for re-education, forced to smile and get lobotomies. Re-education. Oh, I didn't see that bit. Re-education. How did you not see that bit? I completely forgot about that bit. <coughs> um, Homer runs for the toaster, and we get a nice sausage joke. <laughs> I didn't like that bit. What's a sausage joke? <laughs> so he's running, and there's two dogs after him. And he's oh, got yeah. a line of wieners. He goes, I know what I could do with these. I should eat them so they give me more energy so I can outrun these dogs. <laughs> I love that joke. Okay. <laughs> um... Home goes back in time again, but is chased by a T-Rex and kills a fish. This time causing everyone to be giants. Homer decides to go again. This time he sneezes on dinosaur, killing all the animals. It has made life perfect, but there are no things as donuts, so he travels back again. Swerve! It actually rained donuts in that universe. Aww, poor Homer. I don't know how the physics <coughs> in this universe worked, but... Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Like, hold the suspension of disbelief. Right. Uh, there's time travel, Mark. <laughs> yeah, that's more believable than no, raining it's not. There's not bakers in the sky. <laughs> bakers in the sky! Time travel cannot happen, so that's more... Donuts raining from the sky is more believable than time travel. Um, According to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Professor Zell. No, because a, a hurricane could potentially destroy a donut shop, taking it up into yeah, the no, thing. Yeah, no, but she says then, it's raining. Yeah. So it would always be raining donuts. Whenever it rained, it or would rain it, donuts. it could just be a donut factory constantly being attacked by a hurricane. So where's the rain? I can't stand what? the rain. The donuts are the rain. Yeah. So how do the donuts feed the earth for water? Or what do you drink? I don't know. I'm not in that universe. <laughs> yes. Vodka, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They've Here's got milk. potatoes. There's oranges. <laughs> um... So he travels back again and he comes back and Willie is there. He says, you are still not in your own world, but he can get him back until Maggie axes him in the back and in a creepy James L. Jones voice says, this is indeed a disturbing universe. I love that line. I'm glad Mark Groening agrees with me. Uh, Homer goes back again and just kills everything. <laughs> we see the house change loads of times until he finally makes it back to a time where everyone has lizard tongues. But Homer don't care. It's close enough. The end. Cut to the next story, Nightmare Cafeteria. It's an unruly classroom and Bart gets detention on the way there. He finds it full, so Skinner sends him to the cafeteria. We find out due to budget cuts, they are de- also down to their grade F meat. What is in grade, grade F? Not A. I said grade F. Oh, okay. Uh, what is the grade F meat? I, I don't know. It's something Who like is? sawdust and something, isn't it? I don't know. I can't remember. Really it says it on the box. Anyway, uh, the lunch lady drops green stuff on Jimbo, and Skinner says he tastes great. So yeah, that's the bit I I was like, why the are you licking tastes- a kid? <laughs> that's uh, he's a principal. The, the fact that he thought 
the sauce tastes great and therefore I should kill the child makes no sense because well no because they need meat I don't go buy a cow man <laughs> they haven't got the money for the cow that's why they've got great F meat yeah, that's why they're killing the kids. No, God, think just, about it. No, I just thought that <laughs> that, that bit though. made no sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so, do you want some more coke? <laughs> <laughs> right. So he gets Jimbo to help out in the kitchen, and by help out, I mean kill him and put him in a stew. Uh, the faculty love the meals, as do the kids. The fat German uh, kid, I've completely forgot about the fat German kid until he showed Is up. Is it Gunter? No, it's Lutz or something like that. Or Luther. I can't remember. Uh, but he cuts in line for a sloppy Jimbo. So, sk- <laughs> that sounds, sounds so wrong now. <laughs> so, Skinner. Has him killed as well, and we get Oktoberfest, which is nice. Lisa gets suspicious, so Skinner goes over to try and quell these suspicions, but makes it worse. <laughs> you could say, we're eating... I can't remember the German kid's name. We've eaten him, and he's in our stomachs yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, scratch that. Uh, Lisa and Bart run to Marge and tell her... She doesn't give a shit and tells them to go back to school. You're old enough to start your own problems now, kids. You're eight and nine now. <laughs> Eight and ten. Uh, we see the classroom and there are only five students left. And the faculty are now quite plump. And Millhouse says, let's make a break for it. As uh, Miss Crabapple is reading a book saying how to c- cook Millhouse. Crabapple. Crabapple, sorry. Crabapple. It's crabapples. You're a crabapple. Crabapple. You're a crabapple. You're a crabapple. Crab crab <laughs> Crab apple. You're a crab apple. I think crab apple. Don't care. <laughs> crab apple. Don't care. <laughs> Fat. Um, yeah, so they make a break for it, uh, but are accosted uh, in the halls by the lunch lady. Willie comes to the rescue again, but is axed in the back by Skinner again. It's one of my favourite. Yeah, it's one of my favourite running jokes in the, the Simpsons. Um, the faculty chase the kids to a ledge where a big blender is waiting below. Uh, Bart says something. We'll save them. Uh, then Milhouse dies. <laughs> Bart then says, <laughs> the Simpson kids will get saved. And then Bert and Lisa uh, fall into the blender. But swerve, it was all a dream. But double swerve, a fog that turns people inside out has come. Then we get to see them turn inside out like a weird MTV's 90s music video. They all seem quite happy by this as they break into a musical number. The end. <coughs> I know I scooted through quite a lot of the bits in that, but I didn't want to explain every single fucking joke. Don't or need to. Every single person. I think everyone knows The Simpsons by now. I think it's easy enough for the tip, really. Yes. Really. So my review, I'm yeah. really glad we did this one. Um, it was a good choice. I haven't seen Thank it you. for a long time. It's your choice. No, no, this was, he said Halloween and I said this one. Yeah, you said we've got to do the shinning, and I said, but I'm really glad we did do this one because I've not seen it in years. I, I would say about ten years at least. It was when it was on Channel Four constantly or BBC Two constantly. That was a lot more than ten years ago. Oh right, then BBC so, Two was fucking decades ago. So uh, two decades ago, though, because this came out when I was eight, 
and it would have been on Sky and then it would have taken at least two years for it to get onto British television. So I was about 10 when this came out. Um, and I must have watched this God knows how many times because it is one of those episodes that is just ingrained in your brain. I think all of us can say I mouth. Well, I've put here, uh, I haven't seen it in years, but mouth most of the words to it. Like, just instantly popped into my brain. It was nice to watch a Simpsons episode that wasn't shit. Like, and it made me want to watch more old Simpsons episodes. Uh, I gave it a four out of five. Mark? Um, I mean, probably somewhat similar. Uh, classic Simpsons. Seen this countless times, usually Mount uh, BBC Two, we ran it. Still laugh today. It would be interesting to see just how much different the style is in number 31 compared to this, because I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good. <coughs> I think the references I won't get because I don't watch TV and follow the news anymore. Well, it's probably going to be a Trump one, maybe. With with that Simpsons episode, you didn't really need to know The Shining. You didn't. Well, you did for The Shining one. You did, but for the other two uh, parts of it, you didn't really need to know the background of um, the time machine. I, think, or, I would think I can't say for sure, know The Shining, but I would think even if not knowing The Shining, it'd still be quite a good episode to watch. No, because there's quite a lot of Shining references. Well, it'd still be funny. It'd still, still be funny. Yeah, but it's funnier because you know The Shining. Yeah. Um, I was never a really big fan of the Treehouse of Treehouse of Horrors, just because I fed one long story rather than short little stories. Um, but Treehouse of Horror is a yearly Simpson tradition that's lasted so long it's hard to put it down. And I, I give it a four out of five. Okay, oh, now, you guys both hmm? To my one out of five. <laughs> um, I don't have any notes because I spoke about the verbatimness of it all. Knowing everything. Um, yeah, I think I'll echo what you guys said in the fact that I knew it inside out. Um, and it was nice to see a, a good Simpsons episode. But I only gave it a three out of five. I, I, I was, I was going to give it a two because I'm not a fan of The Simpsons anymore. Yeah, but you can't blame what The Simpsons became to what it was. Because what it was, when you first watched it, come on, it was... It was, it was good. the best thing on telly for a long time. Ooh, it was one of, I wouldn't say the best. Okay, one of the best things on telly But for a I while. think just this episode alone, I, because I loved it so much when I watched it over and over again, I can't give it a bad score. So three, I think it's fair. That's fair. Because... It's not a four. I don't think any Simpsons episode would be a four. Well, I give this one a four just because I don't think I'd give any other episode a four. Um, Like, even the... I really loved the one where Homer works for the James Bond villain. Uh, What's his name? Scorpion? or Something like that. Actually, no, I'd probably give that a four as well. There's some actual class episodes back in the day. And then there's just the utter shit they came out with later. Uh, like series, the fact they're on series 31, just let it die. Just shoot it in the head and say, no more. Like, this is taking the piss. They should have done that after like season 15 or uh, season 16. Let Family Guy take over the mantle and then shoot that in the head and let something else take over. I prefer American Dad to any of them. Mm. Yeah, me too. I do now, but 
like Simpsons, old Simpsons, I would much rather. They should have stopped Simpsons and let Futurama take over, really. Yeah, because yeah, that's a better show. But if there was 30 series of Futurama, would you say the same thing? No, but there should have been at least 10, not the eight that there was. So only two series off. It's not yeah, but like, one of the seasons is the movies broken down. <laughs> one of the seasons is the four movies that they released broken down into four. Yeah, I don't like that. I think that's a bit of a joke that they did that. But again, Futurama is definitely better than The Simpsons. So the tre- uh, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror 5 gets a randomly reviewed rating of 3.7 out of 5. That's pretty high for us. It is pretty high for us. There's usually a lot more fight back of like which what we like and what we don't like. I think it's because it's nostalgic. Mm. Yeah. Right. It's Simpsons. So fat for uh, oh sorry pedophile. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah. Pedophile. Oh, we're doing. Yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Pedophile. So we reviewed Brooklyn Nine Nine. Season 1, episode 6, Halloween. Directed by Dean Holland. Written... Oh, I didn't mention. I don't think I mentioned. Probably too late to mention. (laughs) (laughs) Went too tight um, to mention. Simpsons had... Trials of Horror 5 had an IMDb rating of... Yeah, it's definitely too late now. (laughs) (laughs) 9.2. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell, that's quite high. That's 4.6. Yeah, we didn't give it up. Uh, so, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Season 1, Episode 6, Halloween. Directed by Dean Holland, written by Leslie Arfin. It's got an 8.5 on IMDb. Um, Dean Holland, who directed, directed seven episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, as well as two episodes of The Office US, 27 episodes of Parks and Rec, seven episodes of The Good Place, amongst other TV shows. Um, Did he do Due South? <laughs> I don't think so. Why? Because <laughs> I love you, South. Oh, love is such a strong word for that okay. show. I love the intro music. <laughs> I'm going to Anyway, <laughs> Leslie Arfin, um, who, who wrote this episode, um, created the TV show Love, which is on Netflix. I don't think I've ever watched I it. I have not watched it. I have seen Is that the one with Britta? Yeah, I think so. I watched it. It's... Oh, it's uh, all right. It went on a bit too long. It's not bad. Um, Dean Holland directed eight episodes of that too. Um, this originally aired on October 22nd, 2013. It has a runtime of 22 minutes. When it originally aired, it was the second most watched show on Fox for the night, beaten by New Girl. Oh, really? I didn't mind New Girl at the beginning, to be fair. Yeah. I liked it quite a bit. Season 1 and Season 2 were really good, just and because I'm Nick Miller. CC is fucking hot as hell. That is true, even with a wonky eye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I remember pointing that out to you, and you're I like, could. I can't unsee it now. <laughs> I can't. So if anyone watches New Girl, <laughs> look, like, just look at, I think it's CC's left eye, and it's always a little bit squinty. Like, and it just detracts from her so much, and it shouldn't. Like, it doesn't distract detract from her that much it once you see it though once it's pointed out to you that's all you're looking at <laughs> you can't see any like she's got great marks and you, got, you should be looking at them fit as fuck altogether <laughs> anyway <laughs> um, this episode was the first use of the title of your slash amy's sex tape using kind sober and fully dressed i'm sorry about tonight and it's not your fault i was terrible 
the entire my sex tape. Um, the safe combination for what's his name? Holtz. Holtz um, safe in his office was 3102. Andy Sandberg has a Baker number of two. He was in Celeste and Jesse Forever with Elijah Wood, who was in Beyond All Boundaries with Kevin Bacon. Uh, play by play. Play by play. Oh, what could be a quick for play by play? Pedophile by pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We start off in the station with a horse's legs trying to kick a horse's head. So, two people in costume that have been split apart. Amy, my porn alike, is called Carmen Luvana. Santiago, are you writing that down? Your porn alike? Yeah. So, she's got a porn actress who looks just like Santiago called Carmen Luvana. In real life? Yeah. What's well, Harry going to be in the show? <laughs> what is her name again? <laughs> Carmen Luvana. Just for the, <laughs> the avid listener. <laughs> she does look like... Um, just just you should do that with all the actresses. That oh, it's you. really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah, but you should still do it. <laughs> no, because there's one for uh, Jess in New Girl. There's one called, I think her name's Billy Idol. And she looks a little bit like her, but it's not the same. And she's changed her hair colour and everything now. <laughs> My porn knowledge is a little bit more than I thought. Is that, is that, your, is that, if that, was your, is that your mastermind topic? <laughs> what do what celebrities look like porn actresses? No, just what porn, porn in general. Actresses? No. There's too much of it. How the fuck would I do that? All right, Axel Braun movies. That I could probably do. Um, anyway, so... Uh, is complaining to Jake, do more Lonely Island songs and not films. Peralta. <laughs> no. I think that... that they've... What, that well's run dry? Yeah. Aw. No. I yeah. fuck my aunt. It's the yeah, that was song. like five, six years ago, Jennings. Yeah, it was. Oh, my favorite they did was going to be Jack Sparrow. They did the, well, they did the that, stupid baseball show. That on film. Netflix. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was terrible. And then they did the pop star one, which is... It's shit, but it does have uh, fucked Bing Laden, which I quite like that song. Yeah. Anyway, carry yeah. on. Uh, so, Amy, uh, it, her porno like is Carmen Luvana. Do you want to write that down again? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, is complaining to Jake about how shit Halloween is and ha- about a slutty tree. Uh, Boyle cuts, uh, cuts in, uh, dressed as a chef I've never heard of. The rest of the station has no idea who he is either. But one of the prisoners know who recently bit a guy's butt off in an, an a- NBA game. How? WNBA. Oh, was it WNBA? <laughs> right. I mean, not that that makes any difference. But <laughs> um, Cut to the briefing room where they give an undercover assignment to Boyle and Santiago. And Jake says, title of your sex tape for the first time. As we've already had that pointed out in the pedophile. Um... Cut to title sequence. This title sequence hasn't changed in seven series. Um, I'm really surprised at that because they usually either just shorten it down to I'm no Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Just have it as a really short one or they change like what the characters are because Gina Linetti isn't in like series five and six, but she's still in the title card. Is she? Mm. She'll get wireless for that as well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, 
Cut to uh, the station, and Jake has arrested a bank robber in a banana costume, and he makes puns about bananas. It's funny. He complains about the criminals being stupid and that he would be amazing at it. This prompts Captain Holt to take a bet with Jake, saying that he uh, can rob his medal of valour. Is it valour or honour? I can't remember. Valour. Valour. Uh, from his office, uh, office by midnight. Uh, he takes the bet. Cut to Rosa and Terry having a tete-a-tete with Terry trying to find out more about her past, stating he is a detective. He he will detect. Uh, Jake snoozes, uh, smoozes up to Gina, Holt's assistant, and finds out he is meeting uh, has a meeting in 20 minutes' time. Cut to Boyle and Santiago in the streets. Boyle is trying to get Santiago into the Halloween spirit, but she flashes her, the badge at someone who looks like Lizzie McGuire drinking vodka. Uh, cut back to Holt's office. And Jake is in the uh, in the ceiling. Holt has a conversation with Jake about how he is locking up the medal in a safe, in a cupboard that only he can open, and goes to his meeting. Jake falls through the ceiling, cut back, and Jake has arrested a potato. Boyle and Amy are back in as well, as they got egged, because Amy's a dick. He also finds out eggshell went in Amy's bra, and is kind of hot, since boobs go in a bra. Knox. Well, I was quoting from... Okay, I <laughs> uh, Cut to a lineup of royal giant babies as Terry uh, tries to find out more about Rosa while laughing at the victim who is dressed as a nun. They are pretty shit police people, to be fair. Like, you wouldn't laugh at... Even if they're dressed as a nun, they've just been mugged. Like, at least show By some... a baby. <laughs> <laughs> See? <laughs> You wouldn't do it to the face, though. Like, and that guy's the annoying guy from... Um, uh, yeah, the one with the list. Big Bang in, Theory, yeah. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. <clears throat> uh, cut to... Yeah, we've done that. Um, uh, Hulk Why gets, is it blue there and then black the rest? Three lines in blue. <laughs> I dropped my pen and I couldn't find it. And because the blue pen was running out, I was like, fuck this noise, I need to find the black pen. And I was running around my office or bedroom and just going oh shit where's this pen and I flicked out the uh, sofa and I found it did you say to girls just step into my office (laughs) (laughs) no because they don't get that far (laughs) step into my house should be the first (laughs) you own a house oh oh you own this house (laughs) how many times have been pepper sprayed by saying that (laughs) they don't have pepper spray they have knives (laughs) Uh, right, so Holt gets Gina to decipher Jake's handwriting and notices a janitor in his office. It's Jake! He is caught out as his distraction. A flaming bing goes off too late. A distraction that no one sorts out. Like, he literally walks away, this bin is on fire, and no one goes up to the bin to try and put out the fire. I'm sure they will eventually. It's Brooklyn. just a bin. What do you mean it's just a bin? It's a metal bin, and it's got paper inside. Eventually, it's going to run out of fuel. Right next to a wall, it will get hot, and it will set on fire. No. It does. No. That's how fire works, Sal. Fire does burn things. Yes, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not go down this road. road. (laughs) Uh, Cut cut to a warehouse party where Boyle is loving it, but Amy is being a bit of a dick. They see a drug dealer and go after him. Amy crawls on the floor to find the drugs and surprisingly a drink falls on her and she whines about it. 
You're on the floor, bitch. What did you expect? How is it hot and cold at the same time? <laughs> Someone pissed in a cup. Yeah, and it had ice in it. That's exactly what went through my head. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't be warm, though, if it had ice in it. It would well, be warm no, if you pissed on it straight away and then just jumped out the glass. Yeah. With the ice be. in it? I don't know. Yeah, like the ice would be cold, but the piss would be warm. <laughs> Seems like you've tried this before. No. <laughs> no, positions floor wasn't my <laughs> bathroom. Fucking hell, let's go back a bit. Yeah. Um, cut to Holt's office. It is 11.22. Holt is trying to get his ceiling fixed when uh, feathers come out of the air vents. Holt catches Jake and says it's all part of his plan, but don't know how birds in the air vent would work. Uh, Cut to Amy and Boyle in the station. Boyle is talking about high-fiving an astronaut, and we found out Amy has ditched him because she's a dick and given Scully a dumbass with $50 to swap places. It's quite a lot of money to swap places. Holt is costing $50 after it. Uh, Boyle looks hurt. Uh, cut to Jake uh, getting a pet talk from Gina, telling him not to give up. Back to Amy and Boyle. Bo- Boyle tells Amy that he wanted her to be there for Halloween so they could fo- forge a friendship. This is supposed to be the main storyline of this episode. Uh, cut to Jake with a load of royal babels, ba- babels? Ro- royal babies stealing Holtz's keys. This is very choreographed and would have taken longer than the five with the ten minutes than he had to set it up. Holt doesn't fall for it, and he catches Jake straight away. Cut to Terry and Rosa. Terry finds out about Rosa's past and she admits she went to dance school. And she'll beat him up if she ever tell if he ever tells anyone. Cut to Holt's in his office, and Amy tells the captain Jake has been arrested for trying to scale the building with a blowtorch. Holt goes into the interrogation room to scold Jake for being a tit. But swerve, Jake has been playing the captain all along, using himself as a distraction so the rest of the squad could help him steal the medal. The captain is impressed. Cut to Boyle going into the briefing room with everyone dressed up. Amy apologises for being a dick. And Captain Holt calls Jake an amazing detective slash Jesus. Jesus. (laughs) Genius. Um, and Rosa says she beat up ballerinas. The end. <laughs> so that's the 20 minute episode for you, and I think it was about 10 minutes. Um, my review again. Uh, you could tell the show was still trying to find its feet at this moment in time, uh, with all the car- characters still being quite grounded and studied instead of the cartoony stereotypes they come to be later on in the series, well, throughout the series. Uh, the shaky camera gets a bit annoying, so it, it's filmed completely differently to how it is filmed now. Because um, I think they were trying to do like a Parks and Rec sort of thing or a sort of office sort of thing. Well, it was by the same producers. <clears throat> and they were just going, oh, right. Like they weren't going to do the face to face sort of stuff. But it did, it did jar a little from knowing the rest of the series. So knowing the rest of the other episodes. <clears throat> It's a solid episode. Um, it, there is quite funny bits. And in later series, the Halloween episodes do become the highlight of the series. Uh, if this had been a later episode, I would have given it a higher. Um, but I'm giving it a 2.5 out of 5. Because uh, it was average at best. It's sad because that series, it does get to a pinnacle around, I think it's season 3 or season 4. 
And then season five, it kind of drops off a cliff, doesn't it, really? So I've written a good episode that led to a yearly heist episode. I'm a fan of heists, but I was until Rick and Morty ruined them. Um, not a particularly clever heist, but the comedy is what we're going for here. And it was pretty funny overall, but the side plots... See, I put, like, compliment as if that was the main story. Well, I thought it was the main story, but when I read the blurb on Netflix, it said uh, Santiago and uh, Boyle go on a Halloween. Like, uh, no, Boyle tries to give uh, Santiago the Halloween spirit. And that's where I thought, oh, yeah, that is actually the main storyline. Yeah, story. that is pretty crappy, to be fair. Mm. And um, even the um, Rosa and Terry, they, that just didn't need to be in there. Didn't. They could have fleshed out other parts of the of the episode. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, I enjoyed it and I laughed through it, so I give it a three and a half out of five. Ooh, generous. Um, I literally made no notes for this one, apart from did you the watch score. Of, <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, two out of five. Two out of five. Any particular reason or any? I guess knowing the later Halloween episodes and the later episodes in general just made me think it's all right, but I'd rather watch. Yeah, if it if it wasn't for this podcast that we're doing, I wouldn't watch that most episode. of the first season. I'd probably start from like other two or three because it does get good, and then it's sorry, sort of goes down again. So two, I've, I've not kept up with it. Oh, I think I've missed in the last two seasons. Uh, it's on season seven or eight now, I think. Uh, I think they're making seven, but because of the whole... No, no, because so, they're up to season six on Netflix. They've done season seven. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. And they do Well, they were going to do season eight, but because of COVID and because of Black Lives Matter, um, they it's still in a bit of a weird place. Because uh, they're not sure if people will want to watch a cop show after it's been found that most police people are massive racists. I mean, it's not been found. Most? It's been known for quite it's a while. It's been known for a while. And you can't say most. A, a fair percentage of... A big percentage. Oh, well, sorry. No, the um, the whole entire system like, is... Oh, the system's fucked. Yeah, the system is uh, towards putting black people in jail or not holding police accountable for people who have, uh, of race who have died uh, due to police brutality. Like this is a, obviously a systemic issue that has gone back to, well, fucking forever, but really came to the front in 1996, was it? With I can't remember the guy's name. who got beaten the shit out of in LA and someone was filming it and it was just in the middle of the street. That was earlier than and that. that started, he got... It started the LA riots. Yeah, but that was earlier because he got um, a million dollars for each hit. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah, he got like fifty odd million. Oh, good on him! I'd um, do it for that because that—that's uh, the whole entire the LA LA riots, LA riots. Because um, that's why OJ Simpson is seen to have gotten off with killing his wife because they were afraid it would start another race war. Really? They, that's what they heavily imply in OJ Simpson versus the people. Mm. Well, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, season one, episode six, Halloween, gets a randomly reviewed rating of 2.7 out of five. Roger, Roger, no, Roger Don't, no. Fuck, what was her name? 
Let's just say one of many. One of many, yes. Uh, that's going to bend my fucking brain for a while, that one. Uh, so, Buffy, pedophile. <laughs> uh, so we reviewed Buffy the Vampire Slayer, season two, episode six, also titled Halloween. We're not making it as spooky as we should do. Like, pedophile. <laughs> I'll put some sound effects in it. Brain. <laughs> um, this has got. Right, um, make sure they're Halloween sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> put Christmas sound effects on. <laughs> are we going to do a Christmas one as well? Yeah, of course we are. What, but, episodes or movies? Because I'm not going to watch three Christmas movies. We're not watching three fucking movies. I'm not doing three fucking play-by-plays. It's either going to be a movie, which I is... I think we should do a Christmas movie, but it's one that we all have to agree on. There can't be any... Jingle all the way. Two one or anything. No. There has to be three all of us. Jingle all the way. Santa pause. <laughs> Fuck no. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> Jingle all the way. No. But anyway, we'll talk We'll talk about that a different time. <laughs> have we done an Arnie movie yet? Yeah. Last Action, Last Action Hero. Hero, but was that released one? it. Yeah, I was going to say. So we've not... We've officially not done an Arnie movie yet. I don't want to do Kindergarten Cop. Jingle all the way. No. <laughs> it's got Sinbad. <laughs> no. Maybe like Red Sonja or one of his... That's not a Christmas film. <laughs> we could do Die Hard. No. I think the pro- the problem I have right, with well, these reviews, <laughs> and we'll end it at this bit, and move on to Buffy, is I don't want to watch anything I like anymore. Because I end up... If I watch it through random chance or looking at a Netflix, I go, ooh, I enjoyed it. But being forced to watch something I like just makes me not like it as much. <laughs> Is this because of Rush Hour? No, Rush Hour is a fair three out of five, but I don't I don't want to watch decent stuff. Like, I'd never want to watch Terminator 2 for a play-by-play. Why? Because it's a fucking great <laughs> and film. And I'm suggesting for the next one. Yeah. And I want to watch it. It's a fucking great movie. But I, I think I might not like it as much after this. After reviewing it. <laughs> so we only have to do things that you hate. <laughs> yeah, which has been most of the case. Santa anyway. balls. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, season two, episode six, also titled Halloween. This was directed by Bruce, sorry, Bruce Seth Green. Not Seth Green, but Bruce Seth Green. And written by Kyle Ellsworth. And this has got a 9.0 on IMDb. Um, Bruce Seth Green's um, directed countless TV episodes, eight episodes of Buffy, Airwolf, TJ Hooker, MacGyver, The New Lassie, Law and Order, Babylon 5, Hercules. Um, Carl Ellsworth um, was a writer on Mortal Kombat Conquest, the TV series. Uh, Godzilla series, Xena. He did the screenplay for Red Eye, Disturbia, The Last House on the Left, Red Dawn, and the upcoming Gremlins 3. He has done some shit. Um, This originally aired on October 27th, 1997. Really? Fucking hell, that makes me feel old. 23 years ago. You can have sex with it. I could have sex with this episode, (laughs) get it. Um, It's learned in this episode that Giles' nickname was Ripper. A prequel spin-off named Ripper was about the aven- about the adventures of young Giles was proposed but never came to fruition. Yeah, BBC Two was supposed to do it, but they never did. Oh really? 
Uh, the writer, Carl Ellsworth, was it? I don't know. You I just said you're, it. Yeah. <laughs> you're the paedophile. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> Uh, the writer Carl's, Carl Ellsworth was fired by Joss Whedon immediately after completing the script. Don't know why. He's probably found out about him touching up fucking women on his set because he's a dickhead. <laughs> Allegedly. Do you, do you even know him? Well, that's what Joss Whedon got in massive trouble for. Um, oh, you mean uh, Joss Whedon? I thought you meant like he, Joss Whedon found oh, out. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> the writer probably found out about Joss Whedon trying to force people to suck his dick. Oh. Um, The two-faced statue named Janus in ancient Roman mythology, Janus was the two-faced god of gates, doors, beginnings and endings. Transitions. And the month of January is named after him. Uh, Willow's costume, before she gets scared and puts a sheet over herself, is described in the script as hot rocker chick. Or I'd just say fit. more like slutty Willow. <laughs> like it's not. Like I, That's her pinnacle of fitness, I think. Her stomach looks amazing on that um, one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> this is one of only. Th- After I've just given out about Joss Whedon, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh how yeah. Old how old is she then? She's forty something. Forty. Yeah. When Buffy, she was about Willow. twenty. That in Buffy, when she was doing Buffy, do you mean? Or? Yeah, in when... Oh, uh, she was older than Sarah Michelle Gellar. I think she was about 24, 25. Oh, sorry. Um, this is um, one of only three times that Halloween is part of the story in Buffy. In its entire show. Which is quite surprising, really. No, because Halloween is a non-event for demons. Did yeah. you say that? I was going to write that. But yeah, you're right. One of them is where they have a Halloween party and then they kill... Uh, a midget one in that season four. Um, and I'm trying to think what the other Halloween one is. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. And I didn't do a Becker number for anybody, so. <laughs> to be fair, Sarah Michelle Geller has been in a film with Kevin Bacon, I'm pretty sure. Well, as long as you're pretty sure. I'm pretty that. sure. <laughs> That's better than Google for me. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> right, so. Um, Pedo by pedo. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> what can we do it as? Like, poltergeist by poltergeist? Um, no. Splay by splay? What? What? Like a woman splaying her legs? Because <laughs> it's not creepy. You just say, <laughs> Is that what you find creepy, Mark? A woman with her splayed legs? <laughs> You're the one who said woman. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think you were thinking of a man with his <laughs> spreading legs. <laughs> right. Because it's Buffy, you could say slay by slay. Slay oh. by slay. Oh, shit. Well, we'll have him back on. <laughs> quite good at these. <laughs> he can do the puns. You working for the sun. Um, right. We start off with previously on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We get an introduction to Spike and Drusilla, the two main baddies for the series. Cut to um, Pop's Pump pumpkin patch that was a lot harder to say than i thought it would be pops pumpkin patch you're welcome thank you uh seeing that there are only two days left to halloween and pans down to a pumpkin buffy falls on it she is fighting a vampire and throws a pear at his head he gets a little confused by this and then she throws a pumpkin and he understands buffy does her painted flip to her feet 
that needs to be done in every episode just to show Sarah Michelle Gellar can do it in real life. She throws a stake at the vampire, but he uses a scarecrow to block it. This is the worst. They, the effects in this series are fucking terrible. <laughs> Absolutely. Shut your mouth. They're <laughs> god-awful. Shut your mouth. Hey, when when the stake goes into that scarecrow, like it's definitely not the one she threw because it's about it's a lot bigger. Like the one that she throws is quite small. No, plus she throws it like that, so it'd be spinning. But that one just goes straight like a dart. So yeah, shut up and carry on. When she when she throws it though, you could say that it just went off to the right somewhere. It didn't go anywhere else. She throws it like a proper girl. Anyway. Um, yeah, they block it with a scarecrow. Uh, they start to fight properly, and it doesn't look that bad. I was actually quite impressed with the choreography in this. Uh, she wraps her legs around his face. She does. And then she... <laughs> <laughs> and she's finished. Did you want to wrap your legs around his face? <laughs> Did you want him splayed? <laughs> I think he wanted to do the splay. <laughs> Uh, Carry on. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. I wrote this bit. So oh dear. it cuts to a vampire in the shadows filming and having a crafty wank, <laughs> or otherwise known as a Batman. I actually knew you actually said, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> that he was doing a Batman in, in the shadows. The battery cuts out like in True Lies. Buffy wins by using a sign to stake him. Uh, the filming vampire has finished himself off and walks away. Credits uh, come up by Nerf Herd. Uh, well, sorry, the. Intro sequence by Nerf Herder comes on. I've seen this band live. (laughs) They're quite good live. They did Van Halen. Where did you see them? Lead Mill in Sheffield. Uh, Cut to the bronze. Uh, The happening night spot of Sunnydale. Angel is waiting for Buffy at the table. David Baroness looks really thin. Cordelia. The fact that he's a vampire and is not supposed to age... He ages quite a lot throughout the whole entire series. Mm. You do realise it's a show, right? <laughs> Doesn't matter. He could have he, he kept up not being fat for a bit. I thought it was a documentary. I didn't think vampires could get fat. They don't eat. Maybe um, he just drank a lot of blood. <laughs> what, did I he just it depend on the the person's blood that they're yeah. eating? <laughs> Shouldn't well, be no, eating fat he, kids. He eats pig's blood, doesn't he? So maybe it's yeah. higher fat content than pig's blood. Uh, Buffy sees them sat next to each other. Wait, sorry. Yeah, David Burroughs looks feel, uh, thin. Cordelia sits next to him and starts small talk. Buffy sees them sat next to each other and tries to walk straight back out. But Angel catches her and asks why she's walking out uh, on the date. And she says, Slayers don't get to date. What a bitch. Could have at least had a drink. Uh, yeah, but that's not, she can't drink alcohol. It's like a coffee bar. <laughs> I never understood how this place worked. Like, how could you... No, because they do serve alcohol, because Anya can't get served alcohol at one point um, in one in series three, I think it is. <laughs> like she says, "I'm a thousand year old demon. Just give me a fucking beer." And oh, she's that one she's three. Yeah, because uh, she's the one who tells them about the mayor's um, plan for what's it called? It's, oh yeah, um, the mayor is the end of season three. Yeah. Okay, I can't remember what it's called. In- Inception? No. No. Um, oh shit. We're not reviewing that one, so it's fine. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, but Faith. Oh, Faith. She took Xander's cherry. 
Anyway, <laughs> so banana. <laughs> <laughs> Grow up, Jennings. <laughs> cut. <laughs> cut. cut to Sunnydale. <laughs> Jack, you dick. <laughs> I realise how immature I am because I can't watch most shows now without laughing at even a serious point. <laughs> what, where it says do it? Or... <laughs> yeah, anything that sounds vaguely innuendo-ish, I just end up laughing. It could be like a show about the Jews being burnt, and if they say something innuendo I'll end up laughing, even though I don't want to. Get in that shower. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That's not an innuendo. It's in your endo. <laughs> I thought he was refusing to get in the shower. <laughs> Like turn the knob or pull the knob, and then I'd I'd laugh. The Germans pulled the knob, and the Jews died. That's that's where you that's where you go. You can cut the spare if you want. Don't shake your head at that, Mark. Your people did it. Excuse me, not my people. You're German, half German. I don't know how many times I've used this. <laughs> it's quite a few times. Uh, cut to Sunnydale High, and Principal Snyder is making people volunteer to look after a group of kids for Halloween to go trick and treating. Uh, isn't this something the parents should do? Buffy says she would rather free uh, face vampires, and Snyder makes her volunteer, as well as Xander and Willow, her two best friends. We find out demons and vampires don't really like Halloween, uh, according to Giles. Cut to a vending machine and Xander talks to Larry, the school bully, who asks if Buffy would be interested in him. Xander is he the gay dude? You can come back then, if we're going to talk about that. Yes, he is, but we'll... Diet Dr. Pep wasn't even a choice on that vending machine. It wasn't. <laughs> right? Wait. Wait. Let's get into that. Wait until Zell comes back, has his tirade on the gays, and then... <laughs> Sniff incessantly on the podcast. Okay. Because Sam might think you're doing coke. <laughs> I thought we were doing coke. Right, anyway. What? Pepsi. <laughs> no coke, Pepsi. So, um, what are you on about the vending machine choice? Yes, so we got to the uh, vending machine, and uh, Xander and Larry, uh, the school bully, ask if Buffy would be interested in him. Xander says no. Uh, and Larry calls Buffy a slag. Uh, Xander sticks up for her and nearly gets his arse kicked. But Buffy rescues him and gets a free uh, can of Diet Dr. Pepper. Which is not one of the choices. <laughs> uh, it turns out Doc's Diet Dr. Pepper is not one of the choices on that vending machine. It is quite an old vending machine and it also looks like a fag dispensing machine at some point. So, who knew? Um, okay. And Larry, yes, he does turn out to be gay because Xander goes up to him in one episode. It's, oh, it's the one where Jonathan uh, goes up to the, uh, what's it, the... Watchtower to snipe people. No, to shoot himself in the head. Because um, Buffy is able to hear everybody's thoughts and she finds out that Giles banged a mum and that's season three. I love Buffy. What I know every fucking thing about it. Like, that would probably be my mastermind one. <coughs> Masturbating mind? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd even do one. Yeah. Um, uh, Miss Calendar. Yeah. I was a fan of Miss Calendar. Cordelia, Willow, and Buffy, to be Cordelia. Oh, mom. The book, Cordelia in Angel, season one, not in Buffy. Cause she she looks, looks great in that cat, uh, outfit. Yeah, we so. will get on to that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he calls Buffy a slag. Xander sticks up for it. Gets Cannon Dr. Pepper. Cool. Xander's pride is hurt, and he walks away in a huff. Willow, Willow and Buffy talk about uh, the non-date which she had with Angel. Uh, it gives Willow the idea to read the Watcher's Diary about Angel's past. That isn't a good idea, as he was a murderous vampire who killed a lot of people and a couple of puppies. They do it anyway. Cut to the library, and Giles interrupts the plan as we find out how boring he is. Um, Buffy distracts Giles by saying Miss Calendar wants Giles's porky pink one. What? <laughs> yeah. I, went, uh, I don't know why I put porky pink one. <laughs> I just thought it was quite funny. Uh, so he, we find out saying Miss Calendar wants Giles's porky pink one as Willow steals the diaries. Uh, got to Buffy and Willow reading them in the girls' toilets. Uh, they don't read about Angel, uh, but they just look at a picture of a noble woman. Cordelia inter- interrupts them, and Buffy tells her that Angel is a vampire. Cordy thinks she is trying to scare her off, and calls herself a slag in an alpha move. Uh, cut to a fancy dress shop. It's a pretty shit fancy dress shop. Willow and Buffy are shopping, and Willow wants to buy a sheet, but Buffy tells her about the true meaning of Halloween, to dress up slutty. It's a weird pep talk. No. She's saying Halloween's the night that not you is you, but not you. And what she's inferring is that you should dress up as a slag so you can get boned. Implying. Okay. That's what I said. You said inferring. Okay, implying then. <laughs> She's using a metaphor for saying, get your ass out for the lads. <laughs> this episode isn't very, like, women-friendly. Um, none of them are, really. It is Quite a lot of them, it's just like, yeah, get your tits out, love. Whoa, love it. I think that's what you want it to be, not what it no. is. <laughs> no, some of the messages, especially in this episode, like the fact that she dresses up as a ghost, she feels fine as being a ghost. Why doesn't she? Why does Buffy like say, "All oh, right, let's force you into looking like a no, troll"? She's just trying to encourage you to come out of the shell a bit more. That's yeah. all. And well, why doesn't she just get her to dress up as something else then? Like that she wants. She didn't to tell her to dress up like a whore. She inferred it. Implied. <laughs> right. Let's carry on with this, and then we'll discuss it. Infer. Like I right. imply something, then you infer it from my implication. <laughs> okay. God damn it. Grinds my gears. <laughs> Xander shows up and gets his gun uh, gets his gun out. Um, he is going as a soldier for Halloween. Buffy sees a noble woman's dress and Ethan, the creepy chop- shop owner, says he'll give her a deal she can't refuse for the dress. Probably a quick handy in the stock cupboard. Cut to Spike in the abandoned warehouse. In an abandoned warehouse, I should say. Uh, reviewing Batman's footage. Drusilla tells Spike about a vision she had about how the Slayer will be weak on Halloween. Cut to uh, the fancy dress shop owner doing the stigmata 
and also doing a spell in front of a bus a bust of Janus, the two-faced god of transitions. Uh, the prop looks really cheap. Uh, cut to Buffy and Willow getting ready. Willow embraces her in a slag. I'm guessing her costume is supposed to be a prostitute, but she does look stunning. Same about the uh, the bust pattern that appears in quite a few episodes. Does it? It looks future fucking episode. terrible. It, well, he, he smashes, smashes it. it. It still appears in future episodes. <laughs> like in the background, you can see it in episodes, apparently. It was on the trivia list. I think I'll write it down. That <laughs> <laughs> <It> was trivial. <laughs> it is trivial. <laughs> um, yeah, so what... So you said she was supposed to be rocker chick. Um, yeah, sexy rocker chick. Is that a Halloween costume? You can, okay, um, sexy anything is a Halloween costume. Yeah, with women, sexy tree, as we've already found out. Sexy John Oliver is another one that I've seen. Okay. We've seen a lot of slutty women. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> slutty dress ups that women can wear. Yeah, but they're women. They'll look good when they Why dress up. Why didn't they just make a dress as Batgirl or something like that? That'd be class. Because I don't think Batman copyright. exists in their universe. Yeah, copyright would be a ball like... <laughs> Still, go on. <coughs> but, personally, I can't see what her costume was supposed to be. Like, you said it's sexy rocker chick. But if I went out with a low... I thought she was just dressing as Buffy, to be honest. <laughs> No, Buffy doesn't wear anything that slutty. She should do. She does in Bewitched, Bewildered. She wears nothing but a friggin' yeah, a lovely coat. Fucking goes downhill after season two, though. No, it doesn't. Oh, she does, but it doesn't go downhill. It gets better, and then it really peaks at season four, and then season five shit because Dawn's a dick. But that's different. Get back onto the. She was born in eighty five. Yeah, she's older than me. Um. So Buffy is the forty seven. What? what? You're forty seven. How's she older than you? She's not forty seven. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so she's dressed up as a prostitute, but she looks stunning. Buffy is dressed up as a noble woman and looks good with black hair. I actually quite liked her with black hair. She, she looked looked, nice. Again, I did the same I know thing. we're objectifying women at this moment in time. But we're just saying they're attractive. Mm. <laughs> you're not so, I think that's, you're not supposed to do that nowadays, are you? What, you're not supposed to say... Rugly. <laughs> rugly? <laughs> are we supposed to say that we don't find them attractive anymore? Uh, not on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was fit. Is it fine on a radio show? Uh, is it fine to do it to a waitress? We, we we'll never, never know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Even though a Facebook poll said no. <laughs> no, they said yes. Oh, they did say it was fine, didn't they? Yeah. I'd say no, because it's kind of creepy. Like, if anyone... Well, if anyone came up to me and said, you look fit, even if they were ugly as shit, I'd be like, thanks, mate. You've yeah, but seen. look at you. Of course you're going to find it as a good thing. <laughs> no, but all you have to do like, is say, I'm sorry, I don't want any of your advances. I was just like, okay, that's fine. Like, I think that is a nice interaction to have with someone. I'm sorry, like, I don't find you attractive. Like One of the worst ones I ever had. Oh, fuck off then, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> one of the worst... <laughs> 
one of the worst interactions I ever had. You're not getting a tip. <laughs> I mean, my penis. <laughs> okay, that bit they could probably sue me over, but not the initial. Well, you contact. said you're not getting my penis, so why would they sue you for not giving her your penis? <laughs> well, I think for saying that. Though. <laughs> Well, you can't say penis. You're to missing a out, bitch. <laughs> can't say penis to a waitress. <laughs> wait, man. Wait, man. Um, no, the worst one I ever had was uh, I went swimming with my niece and nephew, my mum, my sister, uh, and these two unattractive ladies were at, <laughs> at one end of the pool, and I was swimming, and then they went. Yeah, I probably would. Like, uh, <laughs> that wasn't nice. That wasn't nice to hear. Like, it would have been nicer if they said, "Oh, I find you attractive," uh, and then I'd go, "Oh, I'm sorry, you're just not my type." Then I would have been like, "Oh, not." Yeah, probably would. Like, he's not. But then, why did you take off swimming shorts? <laughs> sorry, you speeder. Because <laughs> I was gonna say it was playtime fun. <laughs> They brought out the balloons. It's Jolly Jennings. <laughs> right. Oh, that one doesn't st- stick on. Um, so, where were we? Obviously, I can't remember. Buffy. Yeah. So, Xander rings the doorbell, and Willow goes back to form and puts on the sheet and uh, that says "boo," covering up her new slag look. Cut to Sunnydale High. The kids are being divided out between the teenagers. We see Cordelia in spandex. Nice. And a very young-looking Seth Green. Xander gives his team a pep talk on how to manipulate people into giving you more candy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cut to the Sunnydale streets, and someone called Mrs. Davis is giving out toothbrushes. Candy would be cheaper. Also, the kids' costumes are pretty shit. (laughs) Like, did anyone else think that? They get better. No, because even when they get in full makeup, they still look shit. <laughs> like, the the effects in this show wank, absolute wank. Again, at the time, it's supposed to replicate kids going out for Halloween. Not not most kids' costumes. No, but are when they turn shit. into demons, so who cares? I'm not looking at the kids. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How deep did you need to go for that? Yeah, right. <laughs> This is indeed a very strange. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very disturbing. That's it. <laughs> uh, I might start using that a lot more often, just in general conversation. This is indeed a, gen- <laughs> a disturbing universe. Um, so, yeah, we cut to the Sunningdale streets, and someone called Mrs. Davis is giving out toothbrushes. I've just said that. Uh, cut to Ethan, the shopkeeper, doing his spell and speaking Latin. I'm pretty sure if I got someone who knew Latin, it would actually say shit, but it'd be so... I don't know what I'm going with there. Don't matter. Cool story. <laughs> mm. I'll tell it again. So, <laughs> Ethan's Latin... Oh, is... fuck off. <laughs> no, the only bits I actually understood was... Um, Hail Janice, or um, Janice, welcome me, and do something in the night, because he says nocturnal, nocturnal, and that's the only bits I really understood. (coughs) Wow. Yeah, I know, wasn't really worth it. I'll I'll go back to his form. Uh, Cut back to the streets, and things go batshit as everyone turns into their costumes. Quite a funny bit with a child demon strangling a granny. (laughs) 
I did really like that. <laughs> Didn't no one else find that funny? Like, she's going, oh, I'm sorry, I've run out of uh, candy. I'm the attacker here. And then he just goes up to her and stuff, and she just goes. <laughs> <laughs> I had a wanker with that bit. That's how good it was. Bet you fucking did. <laughs> Uh, Willow dies and becomes an actual ghost. Xander turns into a badass army man. Uh, they have a bit of dialogue and explain what happened. Got to admit, I was a bit distracted by Willow's outfit at this point. Uh, they see Buffy in the background and ask her what to do. She faints. It turns out she is a noble woman with a terrible accent. They yeah, it was awful, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Hey, that last couldn't play anything else like she was in cruel intentions yeah and she was daphne in scooby-doo but velma no daphne daphne i can't imagine her being able to play any role whatsoever i can't imagine her being in shakespeare yeah it did show how shy her acting was it, it was terrible i mean you guys can't do any better so i could do better than her Fuck. i can do a better english accent than her that's because you are english <laughs> Never seen his acting, has he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't call that Look acting. At <laughs> Mark and Jennings make a porn. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he splays himself, self splays himself all over the canvas. I know this is Halloween episode, but there's like, no to go that scary. <laughs> Do the Buffy move on me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you flip up from your feet. That would never happen. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't do that. You couldn't do that. <laughs> the rock you just lay it. on the floor and then go, I can't. I'll just stay there. You come to me. <laughs> yeah, can you help me up, please? <laughs> so, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, take, they take shelter in Buffy's house. Xander hears screaming and saves Cordy, who is still in a yummy spandex. Willow buggers off to find Giles and leaves Cordy to babysit. Cut to Spike on the streets, uh, enjoying the chaos. I'd watch that show. Spike on the streets. <laughs> just his vlog. <laughs> what, he's self-talking to random people on the streets. To be uh, fair, James Masters isn't doing much, and he's had a lot of work on his face. He looks horrific now. I don't know whether he just got older or fatter, but he looks shit. Mm. They did a Buffy reunion show, and Michelle Tranchenberger looks quite fat. But I still would. Um, that's horrible. <laughs> oh. And now um, you're objective. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Diverging off topic, have you... Um, I saw a clip of um, Goggle... Is it Gogglebox? Yeah. With um, the guy from S Club 7. What, H? Ian Watkins? Oh, steps. Oh, yeah. No, shit. Sorry. Bradley. Yeah, I think... It, yeah. My, was it Bradley? <laughs> the yeah, black dude. Was, no. That's Bradley, so... Uh, yeah. No, didn't know. I don't know any of You mean Paul? It might have been Paul, yeah. The one with the shaved head who sold his Brit Award um, to make money. He's unrecognisable. He works in Comet, I think. And <laughs> his date denied him. On Gogglebox? I oh, know, he was on like a dating show. Oh, right. And they were watching it. Do you mean undateables? Something like that. <laughs> his date denied him. Denied him what? <clears throat> Second girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it the first time. I don't want it again. I know what that feels like. <laughs> right, so Spike on the streets. Um, cut to Buffy and Xander boarding up the house. 
Uh, she is showing how useless noble women are, and Angel shows up. Cuts to Giles in the library, getting scared by Willow, the ghost. <laughs> that bit is fucking hilarious. When Giles just goes... I, la- I laughed at that bit. <laughs> when Giles just gets scared. You- yeah, I put Giles scared his ace. That's one of my notes. When you you make some proper random notes that I didn't think you'd go, oh, right, that's good. Oh, and when Buffy sees a car and shouts, a demon, a yeah. demon, I found that funny as well. Uh, the demon part, they use that in Angel later on, where uh, Angel runs out into the street and he sees loads of cars, and then he runs back in and goes, oh, there's demons everywhere. They're flashy. Mm, okay, it's just me who watches it. So I never watched Angel. It's class. <laughs> me either. Um, so, uh, Giles in the library getting scared by Willow. Sounds like a Cluedo card. Um, the ghost, they figure out... Wait, what? Fuck. Hey, right, sorry. They figure out that uh, Ethan is behind it all. Uh, back at Buffy's house, Angel vamps out and scares Buffy, who runs into the street. The gang go looking for her, but Spike overhears and looks happy. Cut to Buffy, wandering down... A dark alley where Larry the pirate bumps into her. This is going to get rapey. Cut to Giles. He enters the costume shop with Willow. They go to the back room and find the bust of Janice. Ethan is still there. Why? Why didn't he just fuck off with the bust? Like He, he knew everyone would know where he would be if he'd done that. I don't think he knew that Giles was in Sunnydale, though. He did, because... That's the reason why he did it in Sunnydale. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Uh, And we find out that they have some sort of history. Cut back to the alley. Xander saves Buffy before little pirate Larry can enter Buffy. nothing else to say to that. <laughs> Little pirate Larry can enter Buffy. I think that's, that's the bit that makes you giggle. Right. Willow finds... <laughs> Willow finds them. And so, uh, somehow... So how does Willow find them? I don't know. I was collecting logs in Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> Did you even watch this fucking show? I did, I did. Right, so Willow finds them. Yeah. How? She's a ghost. That doesn't give you GPS fucking tracking on someone. No, but she can fly. No, she can only walk. She She can fly, she's a ghost. She realised she could fly and then she flew up into the sky. And then... (laughs) I can go twice as high. (laughs) She used her eyes to find them. (laughs) Use her eyes to fight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ghosts can see through walls. Yeah, so she... they? yeah, they just put their head through and see. It. <laughs> <laughs> so she somehow finds them and tells them to uh, run as Spike is just behind her. Uh, cut to Giles again talking to Ethan. It reveals a bit more of Giles's past and shows a darker side as he beats up Ethan. Cut to the gang again as they hide in a warehouse. It doesn't go well as Spike captures them all and is about to chow down on Buffy. But Swerve 
Giles breaks the spell and Buffy fights back as all the min- uh, all of Spike's minions have turned back into children. It seemed like he gave up the information about breaking the bust a bit too easily. Yeah. He's getting beaten up by Giles. <laughs> yeah. I was. Yeah. A librarian. <laughs> yeah, Ripper. Ripper. Oh, yeah. He has got the nickname Ripper, which infers that he was Jack the Ripper. Implies. <laughs> I'm now doing it just to piss you off. <laughs> I'm going to do it every single time now. As I'm well. just going to hit you every single time. <laughs> <laughs> so Giles infers that he's Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Implies. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Spike and Ethan get away very easily. Like, there's not even a like. They don't even try to capture them. Like, Giles breaks the bust, goes, "Oh shit, where's he gone?" And Spike just leaves out of a back door. That's it. What a silly fucking way to do it. End it. <clears throat> uh, Willow returns back to her body alive. Just to give Seth Green a good leer. Uh, cut to Angel and Buffy getting off with each other and saying, and him saying how stupid noble women were. Back to Giles and he goes to the costume shop. Everything has been cleared out. And we get a close-up of Giles' face looking creepy. The end. Uh, so, review. Uh, it's a good episode. has some nice lines and opens up Giles' background a bit. Uh, there are a lot better episodes in the series, but as a Halloween special, it is head and shoulders above what was being shown at the time. Uh, the show has become a cult icon, and deservedly so. It hasn't aged particularly well in terms of effects, but Joss Whedon uh, creates some great characters, and everyone seems to have fun. Uh, I gave it a 3.5, uh, just because I love Buffy. It's not one of the greater episodes. And I wouldn't recommend if you're wanting to get into Buffy. I wouldn't recommend watching that show, that particular episode. Um, Bewitched, bewildered, be bothered is probably a better one to get into it. Um, and no, that that you need to you need to earn that episode. You need to know the characters. <laughs> you need to earn that episode. Like Buffy was my introduction to Wacky. team. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> masturbation as well. <laughs> Kind of true. <laughs> but it was also an introduction. Mummy, mummy. <laughs> Look what I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was my first introduction into TV series that had an overarching storyline while also being able to have a 40-minute episode that you could be engaged in. It wasn't too in-depth. It was also always fun to watch one of these episodes. It's why on BBC Two, I'd wait until 6.45 just so I could watch. Well, you had two, uh, the double bill of Simpsons, and then you mm. went on to Buffy. Exactly. Mm. Those were the days. That's when telly was good, and you only had four channels. Uh, I Five probably at that point. Yeah, there were five, but my TV aerial couldn't get the fifth one. Uh, So yeah, it was, and I think it was a good introduction to most people. I think that's the reason why the rise of uh, like Breaking Bad and The Wire and all the Shield, all of those sort of uh, TV shows, like I know they are well in advance of what Buffy is. But what I mean is that 
Buffy kind of set a groundwork in which an audience could vegetate and watch it, but still have an overarching storyline that they. I don't think watch. that was the first one. It's the first major mainstream one that I can think of. I can't think of any others. Like you could you you could say Twin Peaks, um, but that was very involved and very fucking weird. Uh, with Buffy, it was it was popcorn television with something that made you like House wouldn't be about if Buffy wasn't about. I don't know. You can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Buffy, mm. but I wouldn't give it that much gravitas. Personally, I can't think of any other series that really... Like, everyone talks about The Sopranos. Everyone talks about uh, Oz. Everyone talks about these HBO special shows that were really in-depth, really, like, Shakespearean or Dickensian, and were amazing to watch. They were, but you had to be so involved with them. With this particular show, you could dip in and out from time to time and still go, oh, that's great, that's great, and it would want you to watch more. Um, like I, yeah, I personally think it created stuff that would never really have got on television otherwise. Like Fringe wouldn't have got on television otherwise. Um, like uh, CSI, I don't think that would have been able to uh, survive. Uh, it's Dawson's Creek before or after Buffy because that was uh, Dawson's Creek was first, but yeah, that was so... a teen drama. That Buffy's a teen drama. It's just got vampires no, in it. Buffy also appealed to the middle-aged woman because my mum is testament to that. My dad likes Buffy. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the storyline. For the storyline. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you bonded? <laughs> dad, Buffy's on. Get the lube. <laughs> Please don't. Anyway, I've written. That's not how you do it. <laughs> Stop doing circular motions on your penis. I'm not. <laughs> I'll show you how it's done, son. Your dad was weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> my review. Uh, strange watching it after so long, as I was seen this since it originally aired in the UK. And I have no memory of it, though the plot does seem familiar. Um, it was a good plot, though rather rushed, but what can you expect for, for the runtime? 44 minutes. Uh, 90s nostalgia, vampire killing and hot chicks, 3 out of 5. Wait, it wait. wasn't rushed. Yeah, I was going to say, I felt this was fucking, this went on for ages. Like the endings were like rushed, like it was... Oh, I see. Concluded Co- quite quickly. <laughs> Did you conclude <laughs> quite quickly? <laughs> um, that infers... <laughs> I wouldn't say it was rushed. The ending, I'll agree. Well, like I say, like, um, he, gave, he gave up the information really quickly. and Because Giles was beating him up. And Spike. Mm. I, no, I do. Kind of, quite quick. No, I do agree with... Because all uh, his henchmen turned into children. It was still, like, quick. What? It was ever quick. <laughs> is he, he going to wait up? He's going to hold on. I'll just stay here for a bit longer while a, Buffy beats me up just, while no, children are watching. It did kind of cut off where they... Just went, all oh, right, fuck it. Spike can fuck off. Or Ethan can fuck off. We'll use them later on. Again, why would this stay? Is well, the no, why did the good guys let them leave? Is more of the point. Because Buffy and them lot had to protect the children. Right, Buffy didn't have to protect the children. She just had to chase after Spike. The rest of the crew who were there, Angel, Cordelia and Xander, 
could have looked after the kids that were originally beating them up. We find out that Xander and Buffy both um, remember everything that's happened. So those children will also remember everything that's happened to them. They're going to be scarred for life. They live in Sunnydale. Get over it. <laughs> like, um, Xander remembers being a... Uh, what's it called? A army man for fucking ages after this episode. I think it's around episode 12 where he robs a bazooka and blows up the judge because Angel turns bad after Buffy shags him. It would turn him all bad though, would it? Well, it's, it's kind of... I'd sleep. <laughs> sleep. <laughs> Alright, thanks love. I'm going to bed now. <laughs> no, she can stay. I'm going to kick her out. She's only 16. In real life? In, no, in the show. Yeah, but in, in real the life, she's in, in the show. show. <laughs> <laughs> online, online, online. Yeah, that makes Angel a proper pedo because he's he hundreds does, he's of years old. He's 19 years old. And he's banging no, he's a 16 year old. He's yeah, 200 and something. He's not 200. Yes. Is he? Yeah. No, Spike, no. Yeah, because they're saying the, 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 same the show, it's 1775, was it, Harry? Mm. Okay, yeah, sorry, he is 200 and something years old. Yeah, he's like 240 something. Mm. I'm pretty sure it's... He's and he's got a point. tattoo. So? Is that the, the <laughs> biggest point? When did he get that tattoo? I don't know, but in the 200 odd years he's lived? Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure tattoo artists weren't that good from... 200, well, for 200 of those years. You don't know. He could have gone to, like, the... Like, um, and in the 80s, he had a soul. And so he was too busy feasting on rats in a back corner. I, I know the background. <laughs> <sighs> but, yeah, he is a massive paedophile because he actually sees her when she's 15 and a demon is the one who's told him that you're going to fall in love with this lass because they... Say it later on in series two. Uh, we could discuss the in-depthness of Buffy if you want. Well, we'll do it after the review. Okay. Right. Um, the notes I have. Um, Cordelia, hot with three exclamation marks. Because every time you saw her three. When she got uh, like, oh, she was stripped. Like, um, Willow, hot again. Wee penis always in. Um, <laughs> and then, again, Buffy, hot. Um... What? I don't know what that means. Oh yeah, looks like Xander was making machine gun moves. You know when he's doing the... When he first fires at the monsters when they first meet each other. Yeah. He looks like he's actually just doing that versus him having fake rounds and just shooting. Oh uh, yeah, no, he's blatantly yeah. acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my they notes. Couldn't, they couldn't afford that. <laughs> they couldn't afford blanks. And then I put demon car because she was screaming at a demon, a demon wants a car. And Giles scared his ace. Um, four out of five because I fucking love this episode. Fucking hell. I think that's the first four out of five you've ever given. Probably. No, I gave that to um, I as well. I think um. I, think I gave, gave I 4.5 because I fucking... But what this kind of is, it's a double-edged sword, Buffy, because watching this episode, I was like, ooh, I'm going to watch more episodes of Buffy. So I continued to the next episode, and I'm like, oh, no, I can't. 
it just made me remember how much fun I enjoyed watching it when I didn't know what was going to happen. Because when I when we first found out about Giles's history, I was like, "What the fuck? Who fuck all happens? All that happens is that a the people that he demon yeah, possessed. I, I know, I know what happens because I've seen it. All I'm saying is when I first <laughs> saw this episode and you found out that Giles had a potentially horrible past or like a a past that he didn't want people to know. I was like, ooh, what could it be? Because there was anticipation to find out. Because I loved the show and I wanted to know more. But knowing now, one to three or four quite well, and then five to seven not so well. I, I do really dislike Band Candy for that exact reason. Like, I, I love that episode where he bangs um, Buffy's mom. Um, but Band Candy, where he turns back into Ripper. Uh, but... It's just, like, you're just a cockney twat. You're just putting on an accent and you're a bit of a dick. But, yeah, I kind of, it was like, oh, I know what's going to happen, so I don't want to, like, if I came to it fresh again, I'd lo- I'd love it and I'd watch it. So I would definitely binge this uh, in, okay. like, a week. After the three episodes we've watched, which series would you want expunged from your memory? Buffy. So you could watch all over yeah. again? I'd say Simpsons. No, I'm done with I don't Simpsons. Know. Well, no, if you could expunge it from yeah, your I d- memory. Yeah, I don't think I'd, I'd like it. Well, because so many things have been influenced by it, so so you would just be comparing it to... I'd say I'd, I'd much rather watch American <coughs> Dad, because I, I would. Well, so you'd have American Dad back in your head, but the amount that it's influenced society as general. Yeah, like, but no, I'd, I'd do that with Buffy. I do that with Futurama as well because I know I'd still love it, but not The Simpsons. Uh, fair. I would do it with Buffy because I don't because the amount of shit I've watched, I'd just be like, "Well, look at the effects of this. This is wank. Oh god, why the hell are we watching this?" I don't this? know. I'd I'd still watch it for for Buffy because she was fit as hell. I don't have a lot of in Buffy anyway. To be fair, cause I didn't watch it a lot. I watched it now and again. I watched oh. it religiously when it first came out. I, I, I used to. Watch, I, I remember watching it. I even bought Buffy books. Friday was it? Was it on? That's how how obsessed I was. I had like two Buffy books. <laughs> loser. Yeah, I was a fucking loser. <laughs> I did have a Buffy poster on my wall. Everyone had a Buffy um, poster. I had like two or three. Two quite a lot. <laughs> I didn't. But as someone who hates books, she I did have a cock nose though. The, 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 the end of her nose looks like a bell end. The, <laughs> it does. The problem like, if you with look Buffy at old is, Buffy pictures, it looks like she's got a bell end on her nose. So she can give you a tip at the end. <laughs> the problem with Buffy is that just the first the couple of just like the, the first two seasons, you didn't even notice it. Well, I didn't. No, I only noticed it in the posters. That's the only time I ever noticed but, the Sailor Cognos. After like, season three, I just thought, oh, what's wrong with you? I, I didn't find her that attractive because she, she, she got, got really, really skinny, skinny. Really skinny. Like, season one, Buffy was fit as fuck. Yeah, she... And she dressed quite nice as well. No, she had, she had quite hairy arms. <laughs> anyway. That's dressing, is it? Buffy has a randomly reviewed rating of 3.5 out of 5 stars, which puts it in second place out of tonight's... Uh, Does it? What came... Oh, Simpsons, Simpsons was 3.7, and then Brooklyn Nine-Nine was 2.7. So, family in the middle. 
Yeah, so, again, this was more because I can't be arsed um, thinking of questions for a potential... Um, extra. Extra. So... Um, what are you doing the extra now? No, I just... Oh. Oh, for fuck's sake, can you listen? Sorry, no, I was going for some vodka. Can you listen, though? Yeah. Or like can, I would like... Can you infer it to me? Like I was saying... <laughs> no, only you can infer it. <laughs> like I was saying... <laughs> right, children, let, let's get this over and done with because I've got work in the morning. Like I was saying, because we've done all the questions that we would talk about, we've already asked each other so we know what the answer is going to be. The extra ones are just going to be rehashes of our conversation, so it's not going to be as interesting to me, yeah. so I'll just end up not talking about participating so the plan is to potentially if people are listening to this again i don't know who's listening to this but if people are listening to it and they want us to answer their questions then they should um what's the twitter handle randomly reviews okay um so a breakdown of our audience details 59 percent uk which kind of makes sense 34% 34% United States, 2% Italy, 1% Ireland, and then less than 1% is Russia, Canada, Singapore, and Denmark. So anyone listening, because I don't know why anyone from Singapore would want to listen to us, but I suppose hello. Uh, hello well, to everyone. There were 0.1%. I don't want to say hello to the Italians, if I'm honest. I like Italians. Do you want to say ciao? <laughs> ciao <bella. laughs> You guys are fucking dicks. Um, but yeah, ooh, yeah, I'd want to know uh, what if. Well, I want to know how we've got that many Americans listening to us. Like, who the fuck in America wants to listen to us? I, again, who who wants to listen to us in general? Is, is the point. <laughs> we've got loads of Americans on my Facebook. Oh, we're so good at selling this. That'll probably be why. But um, hello to all you people, and if you want an extras episode, then all you need to do is ask us at randomly reviews. Um, we'll have um, one of the, once I fill up the site. We'll have like a feedback thing on the site, just to make it easier. Feed? Why we don't need feedback? Is there going to be a link that says Jennings is a dick on it? <laughs> yeah, of course. I I want to know who our Singaporean listener is. They probably listen the to one. They clicked on it accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know, but even our Danish, Russian, Canadian, or even our British and American ones. Well, I wouldn't mind knowing how many Irish. Says one percent, so oh. probably like one. Yeah. <laughs> What's quite interesting is that um, on the Google's uh, podcast manager, um, it shows the impressions. So we've had seventy-two impressions, which means it showed out it showed the link to one of our podcast episodes to seventy-two people. And it's mostly for when people are googling the names of the movies that we're podcasting. Well, I think we do best. And one person clicked. <laughs> oh, those seventy-two's clicked through. <laughs> Oh, well, let's not advertise on Google, then. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hello to you people. Even just tweet us and ask uh, and, re- and respond to this question. Why the fuck are you listening? <laughs> That's what gives you the right? <laughs> yeah. No, I genuinely want to God, know. you dickhead. <laughs> I'm guessing some of these people listen to us on a weekly basis, so... No. <laughs> again, we'll find out if anyone tweets in the next year because I don't I don't see the, anyone responding to this but I can't be arsed thinking of Just questions tweet us, anymore. tell us how you're doing yeah fuck that noise 
Sodzel, just tell us how you're doing. Like, if you want to come over, you can stay in my house for the night and we'll have a review with you. Um, and the other... No, <laughs> no. You should invite strangers to your house. And the other... Not during a oh, pandemic. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. The other demographic split is um, 58% of the people listening on Spotify, at least is between or 35 to 44 age group uh and then 35 percent is 28 to 34 really yeah yeah and then two percent is 23 to 27 and one percent is 45 to 59 so your mum did listen to <laughs> no his mum didn't because she's not in the 45 to 49 or 59 no, they were being kind <laughs> yeah <laughs> she lied on her profile <laughs> that's what she did she went all right yeah no, I'm that age. I'm oh, that and age. the last one is, um, according to Spotify again, 60% of the listeners is apparently male. 60? Yeah, 2% female oh. and 37% not specified. Has it gone down to 2? Because it was at 3% at one point. Oh, great. <laughs> I mean, boo. <laughs> so, so 2% are female, so that's literally... One person. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably the Singaporean. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I want to know your name and why you listen to... <laughs> and your <laughs> No, the Singaporean, I don't know if that person's male or female. Yeah, but especially if they're male. They're mainly, they're <laughs> probably male. Like, come on, let's, let's be honest. Um, I think Again, this is just more for me because I want to know why they're listening to it. Because I... Uh, we're wanting to do some market research, so if you wouldn't mind... Yes, what markets are in your area? <laughs> And help out, because I can't be arsed thinking of questions for the extras. If you want extra episodes, if you don't, then don't respond. Um, again, well, to I don't... the dick one was quite funny. That was... <laughs> that and I are my two favourites. Uh, again, I liked the I'm a Robot one. I listened to Naked Gun one today. Oh, I don't like that one. It's quite a good one, actually. Mm. Makes me feel like <laughs> I don't... <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> anyway, you can do your closing statements now. Thank you for tuning in to the Randomly Reviewed Podcast Halloween Special. Join us on Tuesday where we'll be reviewing Rush Hour. Ooh. Wait, is that the... Oh, yeah, That shit. is the next one. Well, we did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> I know how weird how this works, isn't it? It's like time travel. My anyway, God. bye. See you next... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, you yeah. See you for Halloween. Peace out.